Hey everybody, this is Mike from The Cut. Just want to let you know real quick that if you're hearing this message, you will not be hearing any music tracks during our episode. This is because you're not listening to us on Spotify. Only on Spotify can we play the music track. So if you're listening to us anywhere else, totally fine. Just want to let you know why there's no music. Now, without any further ado, let's get the show started. On this week's episode of The Cut. Your imagination can go wild, and which is great as an adult because my imagination is not as good as it once was as a kid. But when I right. close my eyes, I can imagine something. And to me, that hits so much harder now when because, I like I said... Eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't you fucking dare. Wait, where are we going? Aerosmith right now? Yeah, I do not taint this <laughs> this list with Aerosmith. Uh, I just I couldn't resist because you both hate Aerosmith so much. Hello and welcome to The Cut Music. We are your hosts, Mike and The Moosh. <laughs> and Brad. And Brad. Oh, yeah. Moosh, it's uh, it's weird to see you this way, I gotta say. Why? Why is that? Because I feel like I'm watching you through your TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to test out a little, a little concept I'm working on. And it, it's going to be like... I have grandeur, a plans of grandeur for the future. Like, you know, we're, when we, maybe we'll start going out on the road and we'll take the podcast out on the road. Uh-huh. So I wanted to see the setup I would need, what all the tools that I need to record our podcast. And I decided to take my recording equipment to my living room. And I am set up my camera on top of my television. It's a big old 50-inch TV. And I got my whole setup. I'm sitting on my couch, nice and comfortable, where I belong. Everything's nice and comfy. So, were you going to nice. discuss taking the podcast on the road with Brad or I, or are you just doing this on your own? I just, 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 just you know, just trying to test it out. Who's going to invite us for a hang? Yeah. And then it turns out, oh, it's actually at this venue. <laughs> oh, you're, he's booking venues now without talking to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. We're, going, we're, we're doing stadium shows, just the podcast live. <laughs> they're they're going to be <laughs> selling out Madison Square Garden. And you know, it just, nothing, it is just nothing the, too big. And then it's just going to be Moose. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. They missed their flight. <laughs> Got so, stuck in traffic. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's get the uh, the handles out of the way. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube at The Cut Music One. That is the number one in all cases. Send an email to info at thecutmusic.com. And for everything else, thecutmusic.com cool i like my new shortened deal it feels nice it feels nice nice. it did feel it felt good yeah Yeah. you know sometimes shorter is better smaller less is more there wasn't enough time with you speaking out all the uh the handles that i was like oh i wonder if i left i wonder if i have an alarm set for tomorrow (laughs) is this that much time yeah yeah no yeah my add kind of kicks in when you're yeah saying all the handles and then i'm like oh right podcast yeah i don't know i may shorten it <laughs> but, but i may shorten it even further but uh, all right before we get into what we're doing today brad you and i got to fulfill a a an experience we've been trying to make happen our, on our own for 27 years yeah it was awesome sexually oh speaking oh absolutely it was 100 percent sexual yeah it was oh my 
So my, uh, Brad, myself, and my cousin Jeff, who's a huge listener of the show, he's my concert uh, buddy that I go to all my shows with, but Brad tagged along to this one. Uh, we went and saw Matt's Box fucking 20 uh, oh, no. a few days ago. Oh, what, uh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, boy. This was the first concert I've ever been to that wasn't a festival that okay. I, was, uh, I had floor seats. And we were yeah. what thirty feet from the sound engineer, which is uh, the if that best, if that yeah if that it was like maybe like ten yeah because we were at sort of the end of the uh, the end of our yeah. aisle and then it was like the aisle and then the engineer uh, setup, which is always strategically placed in the best place for the sound. We were right you know, within thirty feet of that nice and it it sounded amazing like matchbox was, it was like rob thomas is a fucking god it was so oh, much dude, he's awesome holy shit oh uh, yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's got he can work a crowd too hell yeah he can the the sing-along to if you're gone was was fucking great i need they just had a new album drop like the day after the concert so it'd be about a month ago by the time this episode comes out but uh, I, I'm curious to listen to it, but like they, they did good. They played all the hits. I didn't hear the one song I wanted to hear, which would have been a real deep cut. And that's uh, because you won't be mine off of so it's the uh, final track off of Mad Season. But it was just effortless. It was really good. And one other thing that I thought was interesting was there is a song I'm assuming off their their new album that's coming out where the guitarist sang and mm, Rob Thomas yeah, just played that piano. Was crazy. Yeah. Interesting. It was. It was great. I highly recommend did, Mass Plus 20. Did, I will did you go take see some, again. Did you take some photos or any videos or anything like that? Uh, Yeah, I got to put one up on... I think yeah, I already put did. Put it up on the Twitter, I, man. I, 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 uh, I'll look. Yeah, you did. I did. Because I put, put mine, and Brad, mine and Brad's uh, animated faces on there. Ah, uh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did I miss that? I, I, might, <laughs> I might not have, but I have plenty of time oh, okay. before this episode comes out to put it out there. I thought I did. Yeah. But, uh, and then, uh, what was that guy's name? What was the opener's name, Brad? Uh, it was Nathanson. Uh, I want to, s- Matt Nathanson. Matt Nathanson. This Never motherfucker walked out there and said, hi, we are the Wallflowers. And we're like, we're going to hear one headlight. Let's do this. And, and it, it was, it, it was not them. Uh, no, he got, he was great at working the crowd. Yes, too. he was. He was hilarious. He, he was fantastic. Yeah. Very talented. What was your favorite part of the show, Brad? Uh, push. Oh, fucking push yeah that was yeah it was that was easy that and you know just all the generation before us and our generation together and one group everybody excited more so the generation was, before us more so the generation <laughs> gen x man dude gen x uh, loves was, them some Rob i had Thomas. my concerns for security i was a I would look like a Karen fest, but luckily everybody was well behaved. Yeah, it, it was it, it was cool to like see that. I remember I think I told you this, Brad, like that night where we're walking around and we're like, dude, everybody here is at least 15 years older than we are. Um, and I remember one time I was at a, I was at like a more of a country older crowd karaoke bar. And uh, this woman got up and she looked at me and the people I was sitting with. and She's like what you youngins know about this one and she sang smooth <laughs> and i'm like the song that came out when i was like 14 i fuck i don't know I like 
Is this on the oldies? Yeah, right. But uh, smooth with uh, uh, Santana. Yeah, Santana mm, and, yeah, yeah. and uh, Thomas. And I'm <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what the fuck? But I'm I'm not gonna lie. I was holding out for a Santana to walk on oh, stage right? and play. Dude, that would have been epic. Oh, yeah. Didn't happen. No, but no. you know. Wow. But when they were doing the acoustic uh, sing along of "If You're Gone," the two uh, the two guys behind me, I looked at them and they were like flat bawling. They were crying so, and they were young. They had to be like twenty. They were super fucking young, and they were like uncontrolled. One of them especially was just uncontrollably fucking sobbing. And I, honestly, like I love seeing that at concerts. Like I told the story about the guy that was crying at the at the uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers concert. I think yeah. when they were playing, I think they were playing. By the way, I think that was a song. And I look over, this dude is just fucking lost it like eh, that's fucking awesome i've never reached that point at a concert that's what i was just thinking but, i don't think i've ever reached that point with any song well i've i've been like i've been at a concert like maybe emotional um to where like oh my god like this oh this is so amazing like you kind of take a moment and you're like you reflect like in this moment i'm just having such a great time i can't believe i'm here seeing this band right now and you kind of get like goosebumps and you kind of get swept up in the moment but i've never been like bawling i've never cried i would say the closest i've ever gotten to with emotion at a concert was heart performing stairway to heaven yeah that's probably the closest i've ever i've ever came because like i i've never like blown my wad in that way at a concert like i've i've enraged at metal concerts but like which dude having you play that on um the our female artists oh female yeah artists yeah dude i i listened to that recently that episode again um and it like the way you introduce a song and then we listen to the song and then when we talk about it afterwards i had goosebumps man oh fuck like, that yeah. story still slaps oh, it's so funny that you brought that up because mm-hmm. we're doing our first revisited today so female female artists i think was our third or fourth episode and this is our mm-hmm. first revisited we're doing female artists part two today our very first revisited episode but before we get into that the reason why we've been pushing doing our revisited episode on this was because i had a a concert uh to go i had a tickets to go see shania twain two days after matchbox it was a fun it was supposed to be a fun three days and while matchbox (laughs) 20 was fucking like it was phenomenal and then, like, the three of us were, like, pumped driving home. We had, like, our own little Wayne's World moment where we just put metal on and, like, screamed to the top of our lungs. That was a blast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, Shania. Okay. Nothing against Shania was not her fault, what I'm about to get into. It's the fault of the people. Okay? Mm-hmm. People, mm-hmm. Uh, to, to quote Slipknot, people equal shit. People suck. Okay? Mm-hmm. 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 I'm with you. I live an hour and 25 minutes from the venue where I've mm-hmm. been, this is like my fourth time there. I saw my very first big concert at Mountain View or at uh, Shoreline Amphitheater in Mountain View, California. My very first okay. big concert there was Slipknot and Disturbed. I've seen Smashing Pumpkins there and I saw somebody else there. I forget who. So, but this is like my fourth time going there. Hour and 25 minutes. I leave myself three, I leave my house three hours before showtime. Okay. It takes me an hour and 25 minutes to get within 2.5 miles of the venue. <laughs> okay. Where I sat for another three and a half hours. 
<laughs> I sat in my car. Like, I was moving 12 feet every 45 minutes. Oh, my God. To the point. Why, uh, like, Why don't you just, like, you know, boop, boop, and then just walk the rest of the way? I, ha- I have, and this is on a freeway exit. Like, this is where I'm at. Like, I'm yeah. sitting at, in the lane of a freeway exit. And it got to the point to where uh, my my wife and her aunt that were in my car got out and walked the remaining okay. two and a half miles. Right. <laughs> but it took me it took me that long. And then once I got to the venue, mm-hmm. I was so late. Now, this venue, like their parking lot is fucking awful. You're walking through brush the entire time. That's the oh, entire fuck? parking lot. It's nasty. The venue itself isn't bad. But, like, the parking situation has always been terrible. I drove to a lot that I didn't know existed because I was so fucking late getting there. Yeah. And then I I get there, and I finally make it inside. Shania got off stage at 11 o'clock, and I think the first time I saw her was around 1030. Oh, my God. 25. With- what time did the show start? Like when was when were like doors I, open? I think sh- uh, d- doors opened at five. Show started at seven thirty. Okay, and <laughs> and you didn't get even get in I, the venue until ten thirty. I got there at six thirty. I got to the point to where I stopped yeah. at six thirty, which would have given me an hour under normal circumstances to go park, get out of my car, and then go straight and, to the and game walk and a five k, <laughs> dude. And let me uh, let, let me. Let, 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 Okay. All right. Yeah. And if that was not bad enough. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to tell. Let me talk to the motherfuckers that are over 25. Okay. If you're over 25, the whole I'm going to go get fucked up thing, it ain't sexy. It's not appealing. Okay. <laughs> Grow the okay. fuck up, dude. <laughs> right. And if you disagree, fight me. I don't give a fuck. If you're over the age of 25 and you think being drunk is fucking cool, fuck off. And I'm not even talking about a stranger. I know this motherfucker. Okay. And I had to deal with this son of a bitch. I had a code going with my cousin Jeff, who was also there. He met us there from San Francisco. Where I would tap him with my right hand on my leg because dipshit was to my left. And I was like, dude, when I tap you like this, you vigorously engage me in conversation, even if you're just saying gibberish. That still wasn't enough. <laughs> I was about to murder this motherfucker. And I'm not going to say who the fuck he was. And I know people that know him listen to this fucking show. And yeah, him and I will fucking talk about it and sort it out later. But if you're over the age of 25 and you think acting like a fucking jackass is appealing, grow the fuck up. Oh my. Fuck off. In my defense, I was not that drunk. Bradley, I in, said I in, wasn't going to fucking reveal who this was. In my defense, I wasn't even there. Two, you know, Brad was totally fine during Matchbox 20. Complete dick during Shania Twain. I hear feels like a woman. and man, Or is it? I feel like. He doesn't even know the music. Yeah. But, I don't. But actually, actually, that was the last song that Shania performed. And that was where you, Bradley got really inappropriate and i almost grabbed you by the fucking neck yeah audience if you have him outside put him outside audience if you haven't figured it out yet brad's not the guy yeah, yeah. but oh gonna have to 
give him the old old yeller. So, <laughs> all right. Anyway, yeah, that's, right. that's how concerts. Well, that, was, that was that was a wild uh, couple of stories there before we actually get into our music. Matchbox was so fucking cool, and I was really looking forward that to Shania. So good. And here's the thing: I've already had Shania on the show, and so I I did not pick one of her songs today. Because oh, I was in such a bad fucking mood by the time I got there and then dipshit making it worse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I. Uh, anyway, we've played yeah. Shania before. She totally mm-hmm. deserves to be on anybody's female list. But uh, we only got three picks each today. And the crowd, mm-hmm. we put a poll out and asked, what female artist would you guys like to feature? And the crowd spoke. The Twitter crowd chose Jolene by the fucking legend Dolly Parton. That's a great song. Classic. That's a great song. Yeah, we can't argue with this, right? All right, here we go. Jolene, Dolly Parton. Do you think maybe the guy was just dreaming of jelly beans? Maybe. I could see why you'd call out their name. Right? In the middle of the night. Jelly beans. You ever had a root beer jelly bean? Oh, man, that's the best. Yeah. I miss those old candies that were like the root beer. Maybe, like maybe yeah. the guy was dreaming about like there was like a um a tree that's gonna fall over, and he's like, Joe, you gotta lean on that tree to make sure it doesn't fall over. Joe, lean. I thought he was dreaming about a certain way to cut carrots. Oh, I think it's Julian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you're thinking of how to cut shallots. well hey i'm glad everybody picked dolly Parton. i was actually i would have been happy with anybody they picked so we actually put dolly up against whitney houston amy winehouse and (laughs) and i'm trying to remember the fourth one there was a fourth one in there somewhere i forget who but that's why whitney houston's not on the list hole she got bit huh Huh? Hole? Hole? <laughs> Courtney? Hole was the fourth one, I remember. Courtney Love? <laughs> really? I don't think Hole was on there. Not that no, they don't, don't deserve to be. I mean, Hole's got some good songs. <laughs> but, wow. Okay. <laughs> All right, cele- Celebrity Skin? No? Okay. All right, whatever. Didn't know we are going to be hating on females during our female part two episode, but, you know, whatever. You guys do you. Yeah. Hey. That was unfair. <laughs> so uh, a, a big uh, uh, acclaim for Dolly Parton that uh, even I didn't know. And Moose, you didn't know either up until, uh, I don't know, within the last year or two. She was the original writer and performer of uh, 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 Whitney Houston. Um, and I Will Always Love You. Yeah. Oh. You mentioned oh, that Brad, last you, time we you did know, our... Um, you, you didn't know that? I did not. Oh. You said that in our first female artist. I did? Yeah. Well, it deserves to be said twice. One there of the you, you know greatest, like the thing that one of the greatest female artists of all time is known for was written and performed originally by Dolly Parton. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. Dolly did Parton's you know? cool, man. Like, I don't know a lot about Dolly Parton, but I know like her influence. Oh, yeah. And her just icon is legendary like it's the stuff of legend like she will go like she'll always be talked about for generations to come she has turned down the presidential Absolutely. medal of freedom from the last three presidents obama trump and biden have all offered it to her and she's turned it down really yeah and did you know that there's a dolly world i, I did, did know that i i knew that 
Oh, uh, yeah. I, I had no idea. I, somebody told me they were taking their, their grandkids to Dolly World. And I'm like, the fuck is Dolly World? I had to look it up. And I'm like, holy shit. It's a, it's a Dolly Parton themed amusement park. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been. But yeah, I remember hearing about it. And something about that freaks me out. <laughs> okay. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like the idea of having a theme park for a specific individual. Like Disneyland is great. There's so many things you could do at Disneyland. Universal Studios, fantastic. But like Dolly Dollyland, or like thinking like maybe there would be like an Elvis World, and it's just like this makes me uncomfortable. Like this is what kind of weird. It's like a shrine. Yeah, yeah with people it, screaming. It, it almost it like borders that culty type of. Like there's well, fans and then there's fans. <laughs> I, 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 you know what? There, there isn't a better, more humble person to do it. I mean, it, it's it's hard to know who somebody is in in the spotlight, but like, if she is a terrible person, she has done the absolute best job hiding it. Because I don't, I wouldn't believe it. Yeah, no, I wouldn't no. believe she, her. She is she an angel. Me. She's got she's got the Tom Hanks, yeah. deal. Where it's like if somebody ever told you Tom Hanks is an asshole, he's like, what, "How'd you piss off Tom Hanks?" I, I think Tom Hanks has the Dolly Parton deal. Well, yeah. she came first. Uh, uh, yeah, Dolly Parton My, was definitely. Uh, wait, wait, you never uh, have you never watched uh, Christopher Titus? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, Christopher Titus has a, has a skit. He's a stand-up comedian, and uh, mm-hmm. he's got a skit about having asshole tokens, and it's like. Tom Hanks could walk up to a nun and punch a nun in the face, and everybody that saw it would go up to that nun and be like, what the fuck did you do to piss off Tom Hanks? <laughs> <laughs> I love Christopher Titus. He's great. But, uh, yeah, Dolly Parton. I, hey, it's the best way to kick it off. I think we kicked it off with Nina Simone in our first episode. So yeah. doing it with the legends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah. I don't have any necessarily. Well, I, I think because we each got three picks, I didn't choose any, le- you know, legends so yeah. to speak um and i don't know if brad do you have any just know that you I, can't I, follow I, it so just choose yeah. there should be no pressure oh am i going yeah, next I, I don't care oh, yeah we didn't we didn't come up with a rotation here so uh, Moose, you, you spoke so go ahead okay um let's go with <sighs> maybe you know follow what, it up with the new goddess a new goddess. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, I, I don't want to say legend because legend might be too. I don't know. Maybe she is a legend. Maybe she will hold her place in the the legendary books of female artists She's or artists, musicians. She definitely, I mean, has an incredible voice, incredible talent. Um, I'm speaking of course and fashion and, and fashion. I'm speaking of course of Rihanna. And I don't know about you guys, but I've got love on the brain. Oh God, Wowie. damn, dude! That yeah. song just has everything. All of like yeah. the, the 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 emotion, the passion, the falsetto, the high notes up in there. Those that shoes like that the, nurses the, wear. Mm. It almost sounded like more than one person singing. No, it, it did from the oh beginning God, until dude. later. But I mean, fucking. All right, so I I didn't know a whole lot about Rihanna for a very long time. I had mm-hmm. heard I mainly and mainly I'd heard her sing hooks like the hook for run this town with kanye and jay-z and then i heard the hook for love the way you lie which is fucking mm-hmm. one of my favorite female hip-hop hooks of all time i love love the way you lie with eminem um but my sister actually showed me this song and 
the the attitude that she has the how she get like she when she hits like the guttural emotion of that shit which is like, and yeah. it fucks me like like goddamn yeah. yeah no this song definitely gives me like goosebumps every time like it's just it's so powerful and it's like it, the really the, the the core of the song is just like oh it's an american standard you know like a classic just that standard type of bluesy r&b type of song like chord progression and everything but something about rihanna man just makes it so much more fucking riri bro those yeah. strings, though, mm-hmm. and see, and I don't even think this is a very popular song. Like, I mean, it people, really isn't. People no. know like "Umbrella" and shit, yeah, but, and they know, and a lot of people know "Stay." And "Stay" is a very good example of Rihanna's range and her talent. But actually, again, there's just something about this one. This is the third most popular. Oh, for Rihanna it? on on yeah on Spotify. It's got 1.1 billion. I'm gonna say that again. 1.1 billion listens that's fucking great that makes me happy to hear that because i've never heard it in passing i don't hear it when my wife is listening to the pop station like i never hear it on the 75 radio. million monthly listeners so in Good the past her. 30 days she's had 75 million people listen to her and just Spotify. as many people wear her her clothing like she's a fashion icon as well man she does yeah. it all no she yeah she's huge um what did I read here? Forbes ranked her among the ten top ten highest. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, not Forbes. Time named her one of the 100 most influential people in the world. Yeah, Time magazine doing the the Super Bowl pregnant last year. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On the blocks. Like on the blocks. Like on the the blocks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah dude, man. Good for she's, her. She's an absolute. Like I definitely would put her in that ranking of like. Soon to be legend, if not already. Like that's yeah. what I was like. Is she a legend? I don't know. Like no, that's, a kind not of, that's, a, that's a heavyweight. So. You know, I, I, it's yeah. I I think to be a legend, you got to be out of your prime. You got to make sure that your prime uh, has carried. Well, yeah, fair enough. I think you're, I think she's got a couple more albums in her. No, no, Dude, definitely. She's only get them. That's what, the question. Thirty five at right now at time of recording. Yeah, I don't think she's so, done with her. I don't think she's no. done with her prime yet. No, no, no. She's got some. Yeah. She's got she, some. She's got some shit to do. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Adele. Adele's not a legend. They're legends in the making. They're mm-hmm. on their way. Mm-hmm. They will get there. They've proven. I like. I like what you said at the beginning. Was she, she's a goddess, a newer goddess. Fuck and I yeah. think that's a great, great definition. She's great, a goddess. Uh, it's like she's still in the cocoon, though. She ain't out yet. <laughs> but it, it, it's it, it, it's coming. Brad, yeah, dude. Where are we going next? Ah. Uh... Uh, let's go with Sierra Farrell. Fer- Farrell. Um, are you asking? I, are I you telling this, us? <laughs> I, 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 can, I do not. I'm pronouncing her name wrong. I know it. Yeah. I know it. But I, it's one of those things that I found during one of my music escapades. Um, and I, I've really loved it. And I don't really know how to describe it. I'd say it's like folk music maybe country and then i heard someone's or i read someone say gypsy jazz gypsy jazz gypsy jazz yeah now you have my attention but she has the voice of an angel and it's um very reminiscent of like listening to allison krauss and other stuff when i was a child yeah okay all right and what this is what's her name again sierra farrell sierra Feral and, and the it's song F-E-R-R-E-L. is F E R R E L. Okay, I think it's Feral. 
Maybe. Either way, this is off of uh, Long Time Coming in Dreams. She's got such a beautiful voice. Dude, that vibrato, I, oh my God. Yeah, that vibrato. I was going to comment on the vibrato. That was sweet. That was really nice. I love the, the you could tell it was an upright bass, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't love normally that. send people elsewhere than Spotify um, because we put it on here for a reason. But I do highly suggest you go on YouTube. I think it's under B, bad VHS, but she does a live performance of this song and it's even better. Like, really? Even better. Nah, she had some, there's some power in there. And mm-hmm. oh, yeah. And I just like, I was imagining like everything in like black and white. It just seemed like old timey. But I mean, where is she from? Uh, she is from West Virginia. Huh. Huh. Definitely that old timey country. And definitely the, oh, yeah. the upright bass played a part in that. There's a banjo it's in a, there. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I'm absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> it's a whole lot of instruments, but it's she's just got a beautiful voice. Um, I, I've liked everything I've heard that's come from her. And it was it was one of those beautiful things to find on a mus- musescapade, as you guys put it, um, to just run into an artist that you yeah. Whoa. love. This album is from 2021. Yeah. Is yeah. this a remaster or is she a current no. artist making music? She's like a this? current Dude, artist. There's, Cur- there's an uprising sh- Holy right now. Shit. Yeah. She's uh, touring right now, too. I'm hoping to go and see her in, uh, I think it's August. I'm going to look and see if I can get tickets. Nice. Hell yeah. There's like a, a, a resurgence of this style of, um, of like music. Indie- country yeah 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 yeah. i want to say I, there's another band i discovered recently that has a similar type of sound i can't remember what they're called but anyway hmm that was that was great i have i have something that would go per like too perfectly with that <laughs> yeah i so, was looking at it and i was all like mm, no no we'll break we'll break it up a little bit because like you know there's always got to be a collection of legends and like upcoming legends right so we started with the legend we got a few upcoming that we just did we got to go back to the legends right that that, that just makes sense sure works all right and i'm talking about Edda fucking james oh okay? yeah all right and if you absolutely hey if you tell me that i can't live my life with Edda james Blasting through my speakers. I'd rather go blind. Mm-hmm. God, man, that voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know you what? Could've... I was going to say, I was going to say, not, there's a lot of songs that exist out in the world that that do like the, the fade out. Yeah. And usually it pisses me off. <laughs> usually I'm just like, just, just find a way to end the song. But the way in this song, the fade out at the end was, it wasn't like drawn out. It wasn't too quick. It was like that perfect amount of just fade. And it was, it was absolutely perfect. Yeah. So I don't know. It was just, it's interesting to something that normally makes me angry. Totally fit in this song. 
totally acceptable. Quiet. And it was like, I don't even know if the, ending the song would be shameful. <laughs> like having a, having a fade out was so much nicer in this. I don't know. I just, that's one thing I noticed. Man, you could have just made the whole list at a James and I'd have been okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Dude, totally. So I, this song, uh, according to her, um, autobiography rages survive is about being blind to not only love but being blind to addiction Mm. Um, she had a she had she unfortunately she had a uh drug addiction and when she kicked the drug addiction uh it it turned to alcoholism and um artists i I mean fuck it's just sad artists are tortured and i know we we were talking a few weeks ago um that uh, I think you brought up, Moose, you brought up uh, David Draymond's speech that yeah. he gave or whatever, and it's like, eh, n- nothing's new. What's new is that we're talking about it. Uh, you know, obviously, like, you know, Whitney Houston had her struggles as well. There's actually a pretty good um, uh, uh, biopic, I think it's on Netflix, of Whitney uh, that that I watched uh, with my wife. It was pretty eye-opening. It was a lot of stuff I didn't know, but... You know, addiction, mental health, all that shit. It's it's you know, it's been around for a very, very long time. But uh, you know, unfortunately you know, unfortunately, like there is a silver lining because of the struggles that these guys go through, the art that they leave behind is timeless and amazing. Yeah. It sucks yeah, to say that. Yeah. But you know what that always like when we talk about this, I always think of, you know, that silver lining between art, um, whether it be music or, you know, paint and brush and you know all that um i always think about and i i bring up doctor who sometimes on the show (laughs) only sometimes only sometimes (laughs) there is an episode of doctor who that is probably one of the most powerful episodes that will most likely make you cry and doctor who if for anyone who doesn't know is a sci-fi show about uh an alien who looks just like you know a regular human um, but he's a time traveler. He goes back and forth through time, does all kinds of crazy things, and saves London every episode. Sometimes it's obnoxious. Um, this one particular episode I'm talking about, and the reason I'm bringing this up, is they he goes back and helps out Van Gogh. Van Gogh, Van Gogh. Same guy, right? Um, they help him out. They save him from some stupid aliens or whatever. Um, and at the end of the episode, they like Van Gogh is so tortured he's always been tortured so many accounts of van gogh are him just being so depressed and down on his dumps he couldn't sell any of his paintings when he was alive nobody wanted his paintings he only then later became popular after his death um and they bring him from the past and they take him to like modern day like big museum in in london and it's a whole van gogh exhibit and Nobody knows that Van Gogh's there because obviously time travel is not real in the modern day. But they um, they, they they ask the curator of the museum, um, "Hey, what do you what are your thoughts on Van Gogh?" And this guy goes and just lays out Van Gogh is one of the greatest artists of our you know of the, any generation. He's the best. You know, they he just praises Van Gogh, just says all these wonderful things. And Van Gogh's sitting there, who just is so tortured and depressed and has no self-worth and he hears how his art has influenced people in the far future and it like tears you up and it breaks you apart so it's so weird to see like a lot of these artists don't realize the 
power that they have and the the extent at which like Etta James, she's not around any longer. She passed away quite a while ago, right? Yeah. Um, but I wonder if she ever knew how loved she would become. So a lot of these artists that are tortured, that do succumb to like drug, do- you know, overdoses and drug, you know, addiction and battling and all the mental illness, they probably don't realize how beloved they become. For- and not fortunately, just, not, they, no, yeah. I I hear you. I mean, fortunately, yeah. uh, Etta James probably did. I mean, she she passed away in 2012. So yeah. hopefully she got to see some of that. But I mean, you know, you think of the 27 Club, right? Yeah, absolutely. You got Tupac, Chris Farley. Uh, I think Amy Winehouse is in mm-hmm. there. Uh, you know, you got a lot of people that, you know, Jimi Hendrix, Jimi Hendrix, especially mm-hmm. people like Tupac, though, James who Morrison came out with twice as many albums dead than alive. Yeah. <laughs> which is nuts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, man, fucking at, at last. I'm Jesus. She's. She had some just amazing, timeless hits. So follow that up, Moosh. Yeah, no. Um. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything that's gonna. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why I even picked. Oh, choices. it's fine. Go what, ahead. You know disgrace. I mean? like, disgrace. James's. Uh, you know, legacy. Go ahead. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got. Two picks that are, again, new artists, newer artists, younger female artists that have um, one of them. Let's go with, let's go with the, the, the song that really got popular, again, through TikTok and YouTube and all the other social medias. I love this artist. They're um, refreshing in a way that, like, I don't know exactly how to describe them. So maybe you guys can help me out once we listen to the track. Um, but it's... They're from England, and they have a wonderful tone and a wonderful style to them. It's very indie punk. This is Wet Leg off their album Chase Long, and this is the song Chase Long. So much different than Etta James. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if different's the word. Yeah, it's hard. You can't follow up Etta. It's just impossible. Yeah. But Wet Leg, they have attitude and I love it. They're, dude, they're so unique. It's like a weird, refreshing, new, unique type of sound. And I was torn between that song, Chase Long, and they have another song called Wet Dream. And actually, they're both really good songs. It, it sort of reminded me of Scroobius in the way that he, like the way he writes lyrics. He usually like he'll ask a qu- he'll ask a question and then he'll come down here, like da 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 da. Like that's mm, that's mm-hmm. what it reminded me of. As far as like the instrumental part of it, it reminded me of like uh, sex bomb is what i think of that's what yeah. i was thinking exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was thinking of i was thinking of that and and uh, uh uh queen's gambit okay i don't know why i felt like this was her i felt like this was her theme song interesting so i don't know why wet, wet leg is composed of. of um two female artists uh i'm going to butcher these names uh Rianne Teasdale and Hester Chambers. And then they have other artists that kind of like tour with them and play live shows. But it's just the two girls that are wet leg. Um, 
and yeah, they're they're kind of raunchy. They got a lot of like um very sexualized lyrics, but again, it's it's very punk. It's like a weird new age punk, and I love it. I think it's fantastic. I mean, I almost I saw their vinyl at the uh, record pub that I go to, and I almost picked it up. You should have. I should have. But it'll be there next time. Yeah. I like the attitude that they they give. It's a very like if you wouldn't have told me they were you know English, I'd have thought they were French. They just had like yeah. a really. Well, they're talking about you know a chase lounge. <laughs> that might be part of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, they have um on YouTube. You can look up a live performance they have um in the basement. I think that they did like the WQRS in the basement or WQRS somewhere. I forget where it is, but it's a really good live performance. Anyway, I recommend it. That was my pick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, uh, I'm not sure how I fake. We just having a hard time following each other up. Uh, Hmm. Let's let's go ahead and do Miss Lauren Hill. Oh, that's a classic. Oh shit. This album was on my original list for Desert Island. Mhm. But I had too much hip hop. So I was like, hmm, you know, let's move it. Um, but this album, I love this album. It's a, a damn near po- perfect album. The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Yeah. Songs can't take my eyes off of you. Song makes me so happy. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's funny. I never realized that I have heard that song. I just never made oh, the connection. I, I, when you said that, I was like, oh, you've heard no, it. No, I yeah. just don't realize yeah, you've from heard it. Fucking 25 years ago. When, when yeah. did this come out? 98? 2008. Oh, 98. Yeah. yeah. No, this, this is uh, screaming 90s. The vibe and God. the tones they use. Dude, I had Lauren Hill on my list for the first time we did female artists. And the song I chose then, which I didn't actually didn't make the cut, was To Zion, which features Carlos Santana. Fuck, uh-huh. that song is so good. That whole album oh, man. is like back-to-back she, bangers. It, it's so much soul in that entire album. To me, she's a legend. Mm. Yeah. She is uh, an absolute fucking legend. I know we were talking about living legends. I don't think she's putting out any more albums, unfortunately. No, she, from what I understand, she quit music to raise her family. So she's her. she had kids and she's yeah. like I'm good I just want to be home with my with my children she'll be back yeah we'll it's, see you know I, I I could hope um I mean what she has given us has been a gift and yeah. if she gave us no more I still think it's enough it's still enough yeah that, but I'd always take more she's got a great voice mm-hmm god damn and mm. she can rap she can do it all yeah. Damn. Yeah. Well, we we've referenced our our first female artist episode a few times, so we should probably go over that listing. Uh, so oh, it yeah. was it was episode three. It wasn't even before we changed our logo. We have the original cheap ass <laughs> throw together logo <laughs> for for episode three. So uh, starting with Moosh and then me, um, it was uh, Wait a Minute by Willow. Uh, I put a spell on you with Nina Simone. Airplane Mode by Limbo. Stairway to Heaven by Heart, uh, 
mm-hmm. uh, from the the live version. Oh yeah, the live version uh, from the K- Kennedy Center honors. Yep. Um, Hello Earth by Kate Bush. Going under Evanescence. Cardigan by Taylor Cardigan. Swift. Oh, that oh. nothing else matters track. Mm, with Miley, Miley Watt, Elton John, Yo-Yo Ma, Chad Smith, God and damn. Robert Trujillo. Oh, dude. Falling Asleep at the Wheel by Holly Humberstone and Holy When crap. We Were Young by Adele. That was our list part one. So before anybody's like, how the fuck you gonna... You know what? This, Like I said, it's revisited. <laughs> All right? So... Well, now I'm here. So obviously it's going to change quite a bit. But I mean, we all have really good taste in music. Mm-hmm. You know? So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah. But it's definitely a different episode. We're, you know, adding new. Because f- I think that was one of the big discussions that got me on the show is like I kept asking you guys annoying questions like, how did you miss this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was almost like, well, why don't you come on here? Why don't you tell us what you would have put, Brad? Yeah, Brad. Be rad, Brad. <laughs> So uh, <laughs> I, I got I got uh, not a new artist, but a new artist uh, for all of us that I'm aware of. Uh, yeah. Dead Sarah. This this was oh. from a recent Musescapade. Musescapade that we did. Sounds cool. We don't get, you know, Moosh and I don't get to Musescapade very often. And mm-hmm. this was over. This is maybe two months ago. And we haven't Musescapated since. And usually I like to Musescapade like twice a day. I find it calms my nerves. But we haven't done a joint <laughs> music escapade in a long time. It's but healthy for the heart. It, it is. It's good for your heart. <laughs> Four out of five doctors recommend. recommend. They recommend music escapation at least twice oh, a day. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, so what, what episode were we doing? I think we were doing Mr. DJ. Which uh, came out two weeks ago, but was recorded mm-hmm. way in advance. Um, and that was where Moosh and I got on to just play whatever we wanted. And I played Gone Away by Offspring, which is my favorite Offspring song. And while researching for that episode, we discovered that there is a piano version of that that uh, Offspring does live. So we went to look that up and we found uh, <laughs> we found a duet between Offspring and the lead singer of Dead Sarah. And then we found a bunch of other shit. And I've been shouting out Dead Sarah constantly on Twitter. Dead Sarah, come on the show. We'd love yeah. that. Oh, dude. Oh, That'd be shit. rad. We're, we're, we're going to see if we can make that happen. It's, uh, you know, we're, we got we to gotta prime it. All right. We got to prime it up. <laughs> right? Mm. Mm-hmm. So, out of all the songs to choose, so one song that a lot of people do know their big popular song is Weatherman. The one that I chose, I chose because it's harder. It's got some screaming in it. And the mm. music video is fucking badass. It is like, it's like women boxing. Just fuck it. it it's gritty. So this is Lemon Scent off of the self-titled album, Dead Sarah. Yeah, God. God damn, that always uh, that shit pumps me up, ass. dude. Yeah. Em- Emily Armstrong is uh, the lead singer of Dead Sarah, and sh- fuck, dude. And what's cool is like she can do all that screaming and all that aggression and shit, and I fucking love it. But she could also sing beautifully. Mm. So I I encourage anybody like 
Everybody, go on the YouTube and type in uh, Gone Away Piano, Emily Armstrong or Dead Sarah. It'll pop right up. It's with, uh, I forget his name, but the lead singer of Offspring. Dexter. Dexter, that's right. Um, yeah. Dexter Wh- Wembley? 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 Uh, he's a freaking genius. Oh, he's great. Moosh and I were, were talking uh, on the Mr. TJ episode about how, like, nobody can do Offspring. But him. No. His yeah. voice is too yeah. fucking unique. It, it's it's very, one of those things like as soon as you hear him. Offspring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as soon as you hear him, like, oh yeah, this is offspring. Totally. And like I feel that same way with Dead Sarah, because now when I listen like I have a like um like Dead Sarah radio. You know, yeah. you can go on Spotify, you can click on like the radio so you can hear other artists that are kind of in that similar vein. And anytime a Dead Sarah song comes out, I'm like, oh yeah, this is Dead Sarah. Like, yeah. you just know, although I don't know their entire discography yet, when I hear a song, I'm like, yeah, that's her voice. But because it's it's unique and it fucking thrashes. And it's, but it's versatile, though. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. That duet with Gone Away is just mm-hmm. gorgeous. The harmonies between the two of them. And, like, the sound quality is even shit. Like, it's not even, uh, I don't think it's somebody's cell phone, but it's definitely not, like, professionally produced <laughs> and recorded. But you still get it like you still understand yeah. and, and can hear Which everything makes it great. even better yeah uh so emily armstrong oh my god I, we're mm, we're gonna go after it because i would <laughs> love to talk to them about it because they actually advertise themselves like as the world's best uh like metal rock opener that's where they put themselves hmm. and i'm like fuck that i will go watch a headline show They've opened yeah. for a ton of different bands. And I I think it's it's like, you know, I, I love Amy Lee, but I've never heard Amy Lee or Evanescence get like aggressive and shit. Yeah. Like at best, at best with Evanescence, you get the whole like fuck you sort sort of deal. Like um like uh 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 what's what's that? The the first single off her second off their second album. Call uh, you only call me when you're sober. Oh yeah, you, you sort of get the fuck you vibe, and all of that is great. I'm not knocking Amy Lee, but to find somebody that's sort of in that genre that sings with this kind of aggression that can also like produce a hook the way she can, holy shit! Yeah, no, I, I I'm I'm very much a big fan of uh, Dead Sarah. I'm keeping a Get lookout for her. It'll be a. It, uh, I will be seeing them in concert the next time they come to my neck of the woods. It's gonna. Oh happen. yeah. I don't care if they're opening for Muse. Uh, I'm going. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and, and they have. Muse. They have that was that was and Muse. They have that was their big break uh, off their their uh, debut album, which uh, this song is off their debut album, uh, self titled Dead Sarah, came out in 2012. Uh, that was their big break. Was touring with Muse. Hmm. Well, how about it? Mm. How about it? How about it? All right. I we're going don't, next. I, well, I'm turning it way down. We're oh. we're calming the fuck down. We're going we're going to a nice uh, indie artist. She, as far as I know, is it's just her. She doesn't have a full band or anything like that supporting her. Maybe when she goes on tour, but most of her songs are pretty just acoustic. Um. This song I'm choosing is a fantastic song. It's one of her most popular songs. It's called Sophia. The artist is Claro, and this is off of her album Immunity. Yeah, man. 
I know I said that most of her songs are acoustic, and that's true. This song has all those instruments, and I, like I said, I'm pretty sure it's all her. It's good production. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like I'm the, like I like the loving... controlled distortion she had in the yeah. like, middle. I, I'm just loving all these like bedroom artists. I don't know. I don't know what else to call them. You know what I mean? Where they just they can yeah. sit up in their on their you know their computer and record music and it's With those little crazy drum pad thingies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Little beat pads and everything. And like it, yeah, it, when you're just left to your own devices, it like you can create some really cool stuff. And she's been Musescapation doing music is bound to take over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's been putting out music since she was like 13. And she's 24 now. Um, yeah, she blew up on on YouTube a while back, and then got popular on um, some of the local like. Um, or I I think I first discovered her on SiriusXM, the Alt Nation channel, and she's just blown up ever since then. But yeah, she's she's got some good quality music. This is just everything's a a vibe. I enjoyed it. It's very, it very yeah, relaxing after after uh, lemon scent. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that album came out in 2019. Immunity. And uh, I swear I've heard that song before, but I I just can't place it. Interesting. I don't know. Hmm. I'm, I'm especially it's been around. If, yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of where I heard it, and it it could have been you know just strolling through yeah but and it's killer it's it like you said it's a vibe it's almost got that lo-fi feel but mm-hmm. then the vocals and everything like that like i feel like i could have like done some studying or just chilled yeah well there's a list of genres on wikipedia that she's classified under lo-fi is one of them which i don't i guess maybe um, electro pop makes sense to me. Sure. Indie rock, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Indie pop, soft rock, sure. But bedroom pop, like I said, it's a bedroom artist. Bedroom pop is a, a genre nowadays. That's a pretty cool genre. I gotta look more into it. Yeah, yeah like it's it. something I'm just gonna pull up. It's it's yeah. good, like working music when you're working on a computer. It's it, like you said, it's yeah. similar to lo-fi. Mm-hmm. That was very relaxing. I feel calm now. You're welcome. Yeah. 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 Brad, are you going to ruin the mood? (laughs) Yeah. No, there's no way I could ruin the mood. Not with my last pick of the day. We're going to do one of my favorite vocalists. I I, I wouldn't, you know, I don't even know how to really describe them. Everyone knows them, but I don't really know what genre they really fit into because they kind of have their own, it feels like to me. Mm -hmm. Or they created one. Interesting. And it's Florence and the Machine. Oh, yeah. And uh, this is uh, Dog Days Are Over. (laughs) An awkward silence. You ended on a high there, Brett. Dog Days Are Over? I thought you were going to say off of their album look. Is that like... Oh, yeah, no. You ended on a high. I I thought you were going to... Yeah, it didn't sound like you were finished. My bad. You know what I love? I feel like if you were a time traveler and you just brought her demo disc or their demo disc to any time period, really, you'd have a hit. And I feel like it would blend with the time and the music. Totally. And I feel like that it encompasses like an almost timeless 
amount of period the just the way she orchestrates that song and the way she sings it it almost has it, a bit of like a like an essence of like steampunkness to it i don't know if bit. it's just like what what like the instruments or the clapping or the, the there's like a a, a high pitch i don't know if it's a chain or something that's like in there but something's very steampunk about the song I don't know why. I could see the music video being steampunky. Yeah. But, oh, man, I and her voice is just so soothing to me. Like, every time I hear it, I'm like, yeah, I feel better now. It's f- I don't know it was ailing me, but I feel better. <laughs> I could have been in a like, great mood, and now I'm in a better mood. <laughs> I, I loved it. I have not listened to enough Florence and the Machine. I, I've heard their music. I don't. I know I've heard this song. I recognize it when the chorus hit. But... It's funny you said uh, you know if there was a music video it'd be steampunk. I was imagining like I don't know early nineteen hundreds like Scotland, Ireland, Britain, so, like Man, it, Norway. Well, they are they are like, from London. Well, it reminds we me of my childhood. It's just like running through a field and fireflies and all that. You bullshit, have fireflies. You know? <laughs> I, I spent some time in Tennessee as a child, and it is one of my greatest memories is running like through the fields after the baseball games and just that's the vibe I that get from sounds it. Sounds like allergies. I feel like now. I might need to grab my inhaler now that we're talking about that. <laughs> that sounds but awesome though. It it is, and it, and that's I don't know why it is that song. That song just it brings unlimited joy to me if i'm having a bad day or something's just not going right and i put that song on it'll mm-hmm. it'll fix it it's a band-aid for my soul <laughs> that that's i like I that like a band-aid and hell for on my your soul. allergies and hell on my <laughs> yeah, allergies, hell on my allergies. <laughs> where's my claritin at oh man <laughs> that was really good i i, I really enjoyed that but it, i don't know i was i was thinking of like uh like old time for some for some reason it just seemed like it fit like a Put, like like a pushing a hula hoop with a stick like a mon- <laughs> no. <laughs> the dark days are over. no more, more like uh like a montage scene from the peaky blinders i think this is okay perfect. okay that would be a cool ass scene yeah like a montage of them just getting ready for war it. Or, yeah. or, or even an introductory scene, like the first scene of a show that's Do, set in that time period, and you just kind of see that peaky fucking blinding stuff. <laughs> you know what? To to counter all of this imagery, when she did their um, like it kind of slowed down after the first chorus, and she did like her acapella, the really high bits. It yeah. reminded mm-hmm. me of like I I could hear the influence of like Kate Bush, you know, like absolutely. Yeah. Like that whole yeah. like higher end, like the sounds in the background. You kind of had like a like I said, there was like a chain rattling or something is what I kept hearing. But that's I mean that's what makes a song so good though. Like I mean just like a book. Like if you can picture mm-hmm. something like and it yeah. becomes more it, and it starts to affect your other senses. Like your imagination can go wild and which is great as an adult because my imagination is not as good as it once was as a kid. But when I right. close my eyes, I can imagine something and to me that hits so much harder now when because I like i said eyes. <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't you fucking dare 
Wait, where are we going? Aerosmith right now? Yeah, we were. I do not taint this <laughs> this list with Aerosmith. I just I couldn't resist because you both hate Aerosmith so much. <laughs> uh, hey, don't get all jaded. I was in a good mood. Thanks, guys. All right, put on more Florence in the Machine. Let's let's bring it back up. No, we gotta we gotta close out with another legend. All right. Okay. Sometimes I like going walking after midnight, but that's not what we're doing. Oh, I was going to say, I don't recommend it. I love walking after midnight. Yeah. It's it's peaceful, depending on what neighborhood you're in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, depending on what time the bars close and how many trunks are out there trying to get yeah. home. <laughs> but if you're one of them, that's fine. Uh, so, She's Got You by Patsy Cline. Oh, I I was introduced to this song because a good friend of mine uh, who started my karaoke adventures mm-hmm. uh, used to sing this song, and he would get fucking standing ovations every time he would do it. He really sang so fucking well, um, yeah. And so this is, I mean, how far back are we going here? We're going to. Uh, damn it! I only have the like the remastered version, so it was remastered in 04. I'll have to look up exactly when the song came out. But this yeah, is I think it was a little bit before that. A little bit before she tells me. This is Patsy Cline. She's got you. I mean, I'm just gonna say this guy sounds like a dick. And Patsy, if you got his records, I mean, we talk about vinyl a lot, and. I mean, <laughs> you got the you got the record collection. I mean, for, yeah, I, mean, I don't know what you can that's, do with, that's, the, that's pretty, that's pretty with the class ring, but yeah, I I I I love this song. Uh, and, yeah. and, uh that that friend of mine, he does a great version of this. And actually, speaking of Bennett James earlier, uh, he, he would tear the fucking house down with that last. Oh my god, that dude's got pipes. But uh, with Patsy, uh, and this song, I love there's like there's acting in this song when when she says like i've got your memories there's this hesitation in her voice when yeah. she says or has I, it I got that me. up mm-hmm. you can yeah you can like hear that little bit of hesitation and you know she knows the lyrics of the song but like she she acted that yeah and it just adds this different level of emotion to uh like just the the emptiness and loneliness of this track it's so fucking good my it's so it's so funny because I I don't listen to Patsy Cline often. It's not a, an artist like a lot of these older artists. I just they're not in my normal rotation of songs that I listen to. But hearing her voice as soon as Patsy Cline started singing, there was like recessive memories of like my childhood. Like I remember being at like my grandmother's house, and I, I'm like four, you know, three or four years old. And Etta, uh, uh, not Etta James, Etta James too, but Patsy Cline was like her favorite yeah and so i just remember he- like hearing her voice i was like oh my gosh like so many like memories were coming back to me of love like a child and being at my grandmother's house and her listening to uh i mean she loved all the oldies classic all the golden oldies of the 50s were like her that was her shit you know what's crazy i can't tell you what either one of my grandmothers listened to interesting <laughs> like like growing up, my grand, like my grandma on my mom's side now, she literally sits and watches country music television all day. And That's how my great grandmother was, and it was all in Spanish. 
It's all well. It's all new stuff, and like oh. she loves she loves Italian music, and there's some like Italian boy band uh, that came out. I don't know within the last like eight years that she listens to. But as far as like who she loved growing up, like either one, like my other grandmother, the one on my dad's side, I have never heard her listen to music, not once. I've never heard her That's talk about weird. an artist. Nothing. The only thing that, and it creeped me out one time, where the Untouchables were on TV and Sean Connery came on uh, in one of those scenes. And she, and out of nowhere, unsolicited, there's no reason for this, my grandma goes, oh, that's my idea of a sexy man. <laughs> Sean, Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sean Connery. Yeah, that's her idea of you a sexy man. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that information. <laughs> Thanks, Grandma. I'll be sure to be more like Sean Connery when I grow up. <laughs> no, I've spent my life ever since trying to not be Sean Connery, so right, I don't end a, up in some... That's a good decision. Some We've all seen... We, we know those videos, right? You don't Man. watch them, but you scroll past them, and you read the description. You can't help it. Yeah, yeah. Grandma, we what did you do? We only had Patsy Cline for 30 years. Wait, what? What? She was 30 when she passed away in a plane accident yeah uh, i know she died in a plane crash she was 30 only 30 oh and wow. i mean yeah i i'd like i'd known that she had passed in a plane accident but i'd like the time like the amount of music that she put out the uh the staying power of it and yeah just at 30 years old Jeez. i mean is it she beat the 27 club <laughs> yeah God damn i mean it. but <laughs> Oh, man, so she's I got really, that we, going for her. <laughs> we got to do an old timey country playlist eventually. Eventually, I got some bangers. I can try. Old. I can try. I mean, you just did it with one. I did it with her. I mean, this would have definitely to, made it on there. I'll have to yeah. tag Patsy back in for at least one of my picks. Oh man, I was I was just like I know that I was trying to figure out how old she was, and then I was looking at it and I was like, no fucking way. Only 30. That's wild. What year was she born? Uh, 1932, but passed in 1963. So she, wow. she maybe made it to 31, and this album came out right before that. So she was hitting her... She was... she was Her stride. Yeah, she her, was, that was her stride at that point. Oh, yeah. man. That's, you know, Buddy Holly, La Bamba type shit right there. Yes. Mm, God damn. Randy Rhodes. Yeah. <laughs> God, God damn. damn. I, these damn planes. We got to do something about We got to do them. something about these airplanes, man. Son of a bitch. Even helicopters. I mean, think of like uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Kobe. Kobe. Oh, fuck. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Figure it gotta out. Got to do the Madden and just take a bus everywhere. <laughs> Did John Madden not fly? No, he hated flying, so he took a bus everywhere. Well, I mean, so he saw the list of people that die in plane crashes and helicopter crashes. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm not, I'm not going to risk it. See what happened was... The wheels on the bus, they <laughs> go round and round. <laughs> 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 Dude, it's like the worst thing ever. Man, I'm just looking through all of these things. Oh, we needed a laugh after all this depressing talk. Oh yeah, <laughs> sorry to bring the mood down. Holy shit! No, hey, it's, just... it's good. It's good information to know. I I didn't even know that. Um, I, I like I said, I knew about the plane crash. I didn't know she died when she was thirty. But now I'm just looking at this. You see the wheels on a bus go round and round. The plane goes boom, <laughs> boom splat. <laughs> There's a boom, and then it does a little post route here, and then splat. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, Christ. Well, I honestly, guys, I think we did it again. There were some good songs on here. There's a lot of good songs. We got some, le- we got some legends out of here. Uh, out again. This has been our first episode revisiting an episode that we've already done. So this was, I mean, this is, uh, this is 37 episodes ago. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. This is episode 40. And you guys are coming up on a year soon, right? September 24th. Uh, we Rapidly. We, we released... Uh, four episodes uh, at once on like our first day. And then we went weekly after that. Um, yeah. And we got to figure out. Um, I know we were going to do. We will revisit song intros for our first episode anniversary episode. But the week before that. Uh, and we discussed this, Brad, before you started uh, like permanence on the show. Uh, Moose and I were going to do our picks of our favorite tracks that the other one introduced us to. So mm-hmm. we'll have to figure out a way to uh, to alter that a little bit. But um, yeah, our anniversary episode will be a revisited of song intros. Song intros? Song intros? <laughs> you guys were like harmonizing right there. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't wait, wait to listen. To, yeah, I, I want to listen to that back. That. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, hey, hope you guys enjoyed our first revisited episode of uh, Female Artists. And uh, once again, follow us on... You know what? Go to thecutfuckingmusic.com and everything you need is there. All right? Dude, we should we should buy that domain. The Cut Fucking Music. The Cut Fucking Music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait. Yes. That sounds like where I was going with my grandmother earlier, where I've been trying to avoid my whole life, though. <laughs> the Cut <laughs> Fucking Music. <laughs> oh yeah you want gilfs we got gilfs oh, i'm gonna no. have to re-listen oh, this no. freaking florence the machine before i go to bed thanks <laughs> nightmare fuel you're gonna need to you gotta you need another emotional band-aid yeah <laughs>